1: We're going to break down that thing called hurt and pain, and of course we're going to share the light only in a box. There is a thing that's called <sighs> education. That's where you're entertained and educated at the exact same time. Kind of like what I call being inspired and motivated, and of course I call that moralization. <laughs> Listen up now. OMG
0: MG OMG. Welcome to OMG. It's the O Marigail Radio Show and I am your host, actress, Arthur Evangelist and content creator. And you know what I love to do? I love serving motivation because it is the perfect blend of motivation and inspiration. And I am Super excited for this radio show, OMG, as well as the podcast for those that are going to be joining me a little bit later. I'm excited because I've got one of my personal good friends as my guest tonight. And those of you who've been tuning in to OMG for quite a while, you know how we do. And there are a couple of people that have been repeat contributors, and this person is one of those. I'm going to introduce to some and then... To others, I'm just going to welcome him to the platform. It's none other than my friend. He is a saxophonist. He is also a pastor. He also just recently, he's created something that I think you'll be blessed by, Grace Steps the movement. It's a group movement. And he's going to unpack that a little bit, explain some of it. So I want you to be, uh, would you be so kind as to do a virtual hand clap while I bring to our platform my friend, my big and little brother, none other than Pastor O. Welcome to the conversation, O. <laughs>
1: hey,
2: hey, all the listeners out there, it is great to be back with you. It's great to be back with you, my sis. Yes,
0: sir. Yes, sir. Super excited about it. And we're going to cover a topic tonight that um, John always has these rich, delicious nuggets about grace. You know, you have, to me, you're the grace guru. Like you have learned how to just squeeze every drop of what that word really encompasses out. And so we're just going to do a deep dive. We're going to dive right into tonight's topic, man, which is grace to embrace the shift. And there's a lot of shifting going on, right? So, John, oh, why don't you go ahead and share with us, um, you know, some portions of how we are to actually take hold of that grace that we need to be yes. able to embrace that shift.
2: Amen. Amen. First, I will say this.
0: Shift happens. Yes, it does
2: shift happens and you know we kind of have to be careful how we say that because you know there's another phrase kind of made popular in the world but um, you know shift happens and whether you're a believer or not a Christian or pre-Christian as I like to call uh, folks um, that have not discovered uh, the Lord yet you know shift happens for everybody and you know the truth in This year, 2020, we have all kind of been thrown into the same proverbial boat um, that has shifted us in altering our course, changing our direction, um, pausing or completely halting um, what what we were once doing. Um, Sometimes some of us are scratching our heads. Some of us are watching and, and praying. Uh, Some of us are cussing and fussing. (laughs) Yes. Some of us are assessing our circumstances. Uh, Some of us are rethinking a few things. And some of us are regrouping. Uh, And then some of us are actually facing our tomorrow. And some of us are just groaning and rolling back over in our beds. Um, but the truth is, is that this year has, for everybody, thrown the 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 most incredible size curveball our way. And whether it's COVID, whether it's racial uh, inequalities and tensions yeah. that we are all feeling, whether it is oh, my goodness, whether it's financial issues that are caused by one thing or the other, we're all experiencing shift. The word shift, it's a, I like the noun, which basically means a change in our direction, uh, much like in football when the fourth down takes place and the one team doesn't con- converge into another first down, that ball shifts direction. The weather um, is another shift. We, we can take note of the winds, they shift directions. So, you know, with shifts, uh, you know, I kind of like to think of them as transitions. And yeah. my wife and I, as we kind of contemplated over this past month, month and a half um, mm-hmm. time period, and we just took note, took inventory of all of the various transitions that are taking place in our lives. We've been married uh-huh. for 29 years,
1: 29 uh-huh. and a
2: half years. Yeah. Uh, and the thing that we have come to recognize is that shifts happen, transitions happen.
0: I'm going to put a pen in that, and we're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deep dive into that in two seconds. Um, no, this. I need you to look at that, Jono.
1: Okay. Look at that,
0: Jono. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> while he's looking at that, just sent you a message. Um, while he's looking at that, I want to unpack a little bit of what he was talking about. You know, there is so much taking place with, um, you know, with, with, of course, COVID, with, of course, uh, all this taking place with those that are unemployed, with, of course, those that are uh, having financial hardships, with, of course, those that are just uncomfortable with being alone with themselves and or with their spouses. Um, this has been a challenging time for a lot of people, and, and, and as he mentioned, some people are groaning through it. Some people are praising through it. Some people are, like, gliding through it. Those that are loners, those that are introverts, those that um, do not care to be around people anyway, are soaring, exceeding expectation, and excelling in that thing. But for those of us who love to be around people, love to interact and and, and and do the hugging and the whole nine yards, this is a tough season for those of us who like that. Although, I must admit, I have been creating so much content that as this shift has happened... Um, I have been just immersed in this other world. So why don't you go ahead and unpack what you were about to talk about with you and Tonya, um, because I wanted to make sure that we could remove that other that other deal that was going on. Thank you so much. Absolutely. <laughs> it, I hope this
2: is, is this a little bit better. I hope.
0: I believe um, so. Let's see.
2: All right. Excellent. Excellent. So, yeah, I just, I'm just going to be a little bit transparent here Please. Uh, with your listeners, Mara. Um, so, just in the last month, we've experienced a marriage in our family. Our oldest daughter uh, just yep. got married. Uh, our second oldest daughter moved out of our home, along with her <laughs> husband and our two grandchildren. And they didn't just move out, but they moved across the country to the state of
1: Ohio.
0: I just heard about that. I was did like, you hear Oh my that? gosh! Yes, yeah. I did. And I also heard that. Shout-out to Mason on Parenting Magazine. Yes, he now. is this month. Shout-out to Model Mason. He's, what, three, four? Three. Four.
1: four. That four little boy old. is
0: adorbs. And we could talk about him all night, so we're not even going to
1: start. Yeah, but a shout-out
0: because he's in Parenting Magazine as a kid. Four. Yeah. That? Go ahead. Parenting Parent Magazine. Uh, Parent. uh,
2: page 98. Page 98. October. Grandpa
0: would know. I told we
2: Yeah, we could we go on and brag about that. Um, (laughs) management positions, um, promotion and things of that nature. You know, these are things that are taking place in our personal lives. Um, death of loved ones, mortality. If I could just use M words, marriage, moving, management, mortality, mothers and fathers. We just found out that my dad is moving, um, also out of state, uh, moving to Houston, Texas. So, wow. you know, it's, there, there's so many things that are going on. And collectively, we're looking at a monarchy shift. There's a mm-hmm. there's a shift going on. Well, we'll see what happens <laughs> um, if there's a shift that takes place in the political realm, a shift yeah. in power. And, yeah. you know, in order to navigate all of these shifts, we need God's grace. And yeah. like you said, you know... Uh, the Lord has been really just downloading um, bits and pieces, elements, um, of distinctions about his grace. Uh, one of the things that he dropped on me uh, about, just about three years ago, it'll be three years ago this month, as a matter of fact, Uh, was a definition, a working definition for what grace is. And grace Mm. is the gift of divine ability beyond human capability to accomplish God's things through God's message, by God's power, unto God's glory.
0: All right. So you're going to have to unpack that like phrase by phrase by phrase because there's so much to taste in that. You know, yeah. it, there's, there's, there's different textures and there's different aromas, different fragrances in that one phrase. I mean, you, you've got to unpack that. You've got to unpack that.
2: Let the unpacking commence. Um, All right. Yeah. So, number one, God's grace is a gift. We don't earn it. There's nothing we can do to earn it. There's nothing we can do to work for it. Uh, it's not a payment. Uh, is not anything that we deserve, it's a gift. Free and clear. It's a gift. Um, And and it starts really even before our conception. So, by virtue of God creating humanity in his own image, you're gifted. Uh, You, my friends, are gifted because... God is such a God that, you know, he didn't just release us into, into the world and, you know, trying to, try to figure out what he wants for us to become. He stamped us with his own likeness. And so yeah. just by virtue of us being human, we're, we're, we're gifted by grace, by the grace of God. Um, when's the last time you had to tell yourself to breathe?
0: Like never?
1: It, it,
2: it's pre-programmed into our, into our operating system. When's the last time you had to tell your eyeballs to blink or your eyelids to blink? Never.
0: They just do what they do. What, what about, about your heart? When's the last time you had to tell your heart to beat? I'm not like heart beat. It's like I'm beating, baby. I got you.
2: So, you know, <laughs> there's some things that God has uh, pre-programmed us to, it, just to live. Yeah. yeah. And he created the atmosphere for us to be able to not just survive in, but yeah. actually thrive. And why? Because humanity is gifted with the image and likeness of the creator. Um, yeah. that, that's just the very, very first element there. Grace is a gift. It's divine ability beyond human capability. In other words, God expects his own to act and be like
1: him. Yes.
2: He sent the model, Jesus. Jesus yeah. perfect. He, he, he was perfection. And in his perfection, saw the Father, saw what the Father did, and and now he expects us to do what the Father called Jesus to do. And Jesus even said, you're going to do more than, than,
0: than what you've seen me do. Uh, uh, And we can't do it under our own steam. No, no. You know, one of the rich parts of the statement, to piggyback on what you're just saying, it is beyond our ability to do it. It has to. It has to. We, we, We are forced to surrender to his leading and his giving. You know, without him giving that to us we we won't we won't ever acquire it we won't ever even be able to extend it. I mean, for me to extend grace to someone who has betrayed or hurt me, that is nothing short of a divine uh, gift of God, the Holy Spirit taming tongue, mind, and action, in order to extend that grace to other people and and the sad part about people not understanding what grace is, is that it is free. And when we don't understand what it is, um, it's, it's almost like people think they have to do something to get it, or it, it's, it's right there, it's readily available, but you have to reach out for it, accept it, you have to embrace it, just like we have to embrace that shift we have to make sure that it's, it's a part of what we're saying, what we're doing, what we're extending in all things. And, you know, I tell a lot of people I'm a, I'm a perfectionist at times. And there are some people that I know are true perfectionists and I tell them, Hey, 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 excellence is the standard, but grace is the word because even if you're shooting for excellence and you fall a little short of that, if you, if you afford someone or extend to someone grace, then they get an opportunity to get it better the next time instead of going from zero to 100 or being so frustrated that you actually miss um, a teachable moment.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I heard somebody say, shoot for the stars, and if you only hit the moon, you are still in heavenly places.
0: Hallelujah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I like that. I like that. And you you, you just talked about uh, forgiveness. Forgiveness is a God thing. Uh, in, in the definition, um, he calls us to accomplish God things. God things are things that God does first. God yeah. gave first. God loved first. God uh, saw us in our brokenness and fallenness, and he called us to forgive. So he forgave us first. Yeah. through his son, and he, there's an expectation that he places on us to do those things, to love, to honor, to, uh, to forgive others. And when we say, all right, Lord, I want to please you, so that person that has done the unforgivable, yeah. you have to give me the grace to forgive that person. And, I, you know, I just really believe that, you know, the world, um, if it caught a hold of what grace is and understood it, uh, or let's, let's not even go to the world. Let's talk about the church. <laughs> if the church really understood uh, the call, yeah, if the church understood the call of grace on our lives, um, we wouldn't be so concerned about unlocking doors and sitting in pews and all of that, we would be going and making disciples of Christ, of all nations, teaching them, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And and Jesus said, I'll be with you in that. So, you know, as I I look at where we presently are, this shift that has happened, many of us have not gone back into... Uh, the church uh, building, relative right. yet, absolutely. You know, here in California, they're kind of releasing some things. Some folks are going against mandates and all of that, but by mm-hmm. and large, we have not all entered back in. But we can still enter in.
1: Yes. and
2: you know, we don't want to get that twisted because. You know, if God is a God that is the same yesterday, today, and forever, if he's a God that even before the existence of church buildings or synagogues, um, his presence was with us, even the name that he ascribed to his son Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, and then Jesus himself said, you know, lo, I'll be with you even to the ends of the age, you know, it's... We don't have to darken any doors in order to be in the presence of God.
0: No, we don't. We don't. Um, I want to. I want to jump in just for a quick second to, to 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 try to try to go down this other path of, of grace. In terms of yeah, we do have to wait until it's extended to us. And yes. we we do have to grab hold of it. And, yes, if the church would grab hold of it, um, we would really understand how to better even deal with members, how to deal with non-members, how to deal with the public, strangers, everything um, all over again, for you again. Um, Part of the bigger picture to be able to uh, actually – grab it, not just, not intellectualize it, but to, to have it on the inside, to fully grasp it on the inside to understand what our responsibility is and what's required of us. Um, and, and this whole reaching beyond, you know, our church, our, one of our, uh, our tags is reaching beyond the walls. Um, and I'm so grateful that we really endeavor to reach beyond the walls at Vernon Park and and, 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 and what we've been creating, even in the digital uh, medium and platforms that that I've been tirelessly working to bring forward, is to keep it diversified. It is also to ensure that every different group is reached. You know we've got something for teens, something for women. We, tonight I'm launching a series for men uh called fall in line but all of those things are to hopefully enable people to understand that 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 God's word is given in all different forms, and you can see God's presence in all different ways. You know, we have one woman that talks about the, the children that she's um, adopted or fostered, I should say. And there's always something you can learn. And then we have one gentleman who's learning from his son and his daughter and another young lady who, who learns from different things that happen at work or, or just in life or from her older kids. And then they unpack that in bite-sized nuggets so that we can reveal to people that you may not get it right all the time because that's not the goal. The goal is to do right, is to get better, be better, um, at the things that we are actually learning to do and to extend that grace. I had a girlfriend who was teaching her sons how to clean up the bathroom. And for the ladies out there, I know y'all want to give a shout-out because it's like a woo, hallelujah – But I'm mentioning that because she said, I may have to go behind them and clean it up or to make it better, which is probably true. But she was teaching them, A, how to do it, B, giving them responsibility to do it on their own. So even if she has to come back behind them, it's the grace to afford them an opportunity to make mistakes, to learn how, to see what they could do better. But even if it's just introducing them to the concept that this is a good thing, all of that is a part of God's plan. And I think if more of us took those types of things to heart and um, and really embraced the fact that when we first started off at certain things, even this walk, you know, we were messing up and missing steps, and some of us still mess up and miss steps, of course. But I'm talking about blatant, um, just falling down and and laying down and not getting back up when you know you should. I'm talking about that kind of thing. But when we embrace the fullness of grace, when we really understood that we can repent and we can turn from our wicked ways and we can accept God's grace, even for ourselves, because how many times and John, Oh, pastor John, I know you understand this. Do we beat ourselves up for the missteps the things we didn't do either it's parenting or it's it's a harsh word at the wrong time or or it's even a reaction that you you think back and God worked it out in your favor but in that moment of not knowing where the money was going to come from or the gig was going to happen or you know if you were going to be able to get something completed you you frazzled and you didn't trust him you didn't you didn't accept his grace to, to know that He's going to give you everything you need and he's already prepared you for everything you have to do. And one of my dear friends always says, if there's a pulse, there's still purpose. And so you have the time and the opportunity to get it right the next time.
1: Amen.
2: Amen. And, you know, when God gives vision, he gives provision. And, you know, whenever I hear that, you know, because I, I, I didn't make that one up, but whenever I hear that, I, I always, you know, our, our mind always goes first to the financial aspects of things, but sometimes he will bring about the uh, human resources. Uh, he will bring about the, um, the creative resources, um, imagination becoming reality. Um, yeah. You know, and that that's, what I love about working for God and working not just for Him but with Him Um, because really Grace Steps, a movement group, is something that I could not have imagined or conceived in and of myself all by myself, on my own Um, I had to be broken and sitting on a sofa um, all alone, beside myself in a position to receive from God uh, in that particular moment, it was on the morning of October 26, um, oh 2017. And I yeah. got the notebook sitting right there. Wow. And I got the notebook. So that's why
0: it's important to write it down.
2: Write it down. I was sitting there um, just doing my morning devotion. Um mm-hmm. Because I, I, you know, when <laughs> when shift happens and you don't embrace the shift, you go be sitting there. Um, you know, I, that's when you want to run to the word. That's when you want to run to, you know, to pray and to sit and hear from God. So I'm sitting there doing my morning devotion as I normally would have. Mm-hmm. And on that particular morning, um, the Lord just said. Grace steps, and so I wrote these two words down. I didn't know what it was or what he wanted, what he wanted me to do with these two words. And he, I, he then he asked me, as the Holy Spirit, he just said, "What is grace?" And I said, "Well, it's um, your unmerited favor. You know, I've heard some TV preachers say that. Uh, i heard others uh, say that. You know, it's, it's your unmerited favor." And it was as if the Holy Spirit looked at me and said, Really? (laughs) And I just said, Well, um, how about if God's riches at Christ's expense? Because I heard that one, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, No, what does grace mean to you? And I really did not have an answer for the Lord. And so in that moment, he gave me that definition, grace is the gift of divine ability beyond human capability to accomplish God's things through God's methods, by God's power, unto God's glory. I wrote it down. Sure. I wrote it down. And then he said, "He said, well, what are steps? And I said, well, you know, that, that's a little bit easier, right, because I got steps in my home and all <laughs> that. So it gets you from, it's a process of getting you from one place to another place to another elevation yeah. and when he put those two words together because I'm not going to take credit for what he did but when yeah. he put those two words together and I wrote it down and came up with a graphic and because you, you know Mara you know me I, I, I just oh, yeah. delve in, in things graphical and all that and right, yeah he I was just, like, blown away. Then I said, Lord, well, what do you want me to do with this? And he said, write. Yeah. He
1: said, yeah. teach. He said, yeah. lead and yeah. play. And I was
2: like, okay, write what? And so yeah. I have you know, and you, Mara, are an inspiration to me. I, I picked up a little book called Beyond the Bless, and it just got me – to a place where mm. I believe in myself that I could write to. Wow. So, can wow. um, so God be the glory?
1: Can God be the glory? So, I'm,
2: I'm sitting here typing out this definition and yeah. my experiences in life, my biblical background, all the stuff that I've learned over the years. Mm -hmm. Well, not
1: all the stuff, but a lot of the stuff that I've learned over the years. A lot of it,
2: of course. Um, Just creative examples, uh, analogies, metaphors have been just kind of leaking through me onto my keyboard and onto a screen in front of me. And so, so far,
1: I'm on about page 90 in my manuscript. Um, I so excited for you. Yeah.
2: So working on a book, is called Grace Steps. Uh, hey, hold, protect
0: that title. Protect that title, baby. Yeah. It's always a thing with titles. This is the deal with titles. Um, titles are like babies. In the first trimester, you know, you're not supposed to tell anybody. So wait until you get birth. You don't want anyone to take it or steal it or try to rob you of it. So keep that title. Keep it. Guard it. Guard it. Guard it. Pray about it. Um, very important. Important and imperative because titles sell books, and um, that's important. Um, I want to ask you a couple of questions um, to, to perhaps give our listeners um, who are listening to OMG via our radio show as well as our podcast uh, who will be tuning in, listening to it via our podcast. I want to ask you, what, um, can you think of the last example, perhaps your wife or your children or or maybe even an employment situation where you had to literally um, 100% depend on God's grace to either guard your tongue, guard your response, or or or, or guard you making a decision, a, a permanent decision, in a moment that was temporary. So uh, unpack that if you can. If you've had an example or an experience like that, so that so that our listeners and those that are also watching us live via Facebook today can have a a visible or a audible um, rem, uh, example of what grace may look like. Because you know the the word grace and how you have described it, it is that is a big. It is a big. It's to get your arms around it. It's big. And so the more we can uh, chew it up and kind of bite it and, 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 and feed it, I think it will be better. So if you could share an example of what grace looked like in your life with, with a with a relatable incident. All
2: right. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> okay. We're ready. Yeah. You know how it said that bad things happen to good people? Well, you know, none of us are good but Jesus, okay? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let me just start there. But uh, a few years ago, I was serving at a church on staff, and some things happened. um, And I won't go all into all of the details, but uh, some things were said that – well, some things were said that I said, or somebody said that I said something – Let's put it that way. And I had not said what they said that I said. And mm-hmm. I end up not working there anymore as a result of that. And after uh, some prayer and after uh, some wise counsel, you know, when when I get into the thick of things, you know, I call pastors, I call uh Mara, I call your husband, I call mm-hmm. um other folks. I call my my pastor uh from birth. Bishop Donald yeah. Green. Um right. you know, I call my my brother uh yeah, pastor I want some Rogers. counsel. I, yeah. I and I, I contacted over two hundred years of senior pastorage.
0: Mm-hmm. Is
2: that a word pastorage? <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. And just told them my story and you know because I wanted to make sure that I was not in the wrong Um, and all these folks had not conferred or anything like that you know but they all gave me the same answer and I was like wow okay so I guess you know bad things happen to to good people I, I, I guess um, yeah. something else came about after, uh, that scenario, uh, I'm uh-huh. supposed to play the national anthem for the Sacramento Kings.
0: I remember that. I remember
1: that story. And
2: as I contacted, you know, being in the music business, you contact those folks that are on that professional level, um, sending an email a month in advance saying, hey, I'm just mm-hmm. checking in just to make sure everything is cool, so when it just was? making sure that I'm where I'm supposed to be, when I'm supposed to be there. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Pastor Jono, uh, we have you as not being available. And I'm sitting there scratching my head, and I reply to that email, well, how could this be?
1: Yeah. And
2: yeah. So the the woman at the Sacramento Kings forwards me the email that had come from my former church. Yeah. And you know, I I said okay, and I said oh okay. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. To to say that I was upset would be a gross understatement. Um yeah. because just prior to that I had met with an employment attorney who said, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, just so you know who I am, this the attorney said. She <laughs> said, I am what my colleagues and my peers refer to as a super attorney. A super lawyer in her field. Wow. So she'll go up against um she'll go up against uh, union bosses. So, yeah, so my attorney, she basically uh, asked me what I wanted to do she, after she told me who she was. And I told her my story, and she goes, oh, yeah, you have a case. She goes, what do you want to do? And I had to think about that and really pray because it wasn't a situation or it wasn't a question, rather, if I would win or not, you know, when winning is losing, <laughs> um, I thought about yeah. the church. I thought about the church members. I thought about uh, the 1,000-plus the members at that church, the mothers that sat on that row, and yeah. um, what they thought of who this person is, who, who, they, who they knew me to be, the, one, the only one that would go and greet them every single Sunday morning as they sat in their stunningness um, uh, on the first and second row. And, you know, I, I, I thought about uh, those that looked up to me as a mentor and I said, no, I can't do that. I cannot do that. Even though I would win, um, it would be losing. And So I said, well, you know, I really just, you know, would love an opportunity just to, like, clear my name, and I was not afforded that opportunity. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, I've received calls from the mothers of that church and um, just an embrace um, from them. I've sent them Valentine's cards and, and things of that nature. Um, yeah. Some folks have, have called upon me to mentor them
1: yeah. because they couldn't get a
2: hold of anybody else uh, at yeah. that church. And, you know, it, it, you know it, 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 it's, I, and they asked me, are, Pastor John, are you starting a church? Because I will come there. And I said, no, well, if you're growing where you are, you need to stay where you are. Um, flesh was not saying that. <laughs> yeah, the, the, John, the man, the guy, uh, the dude was like, um, uh, "No, you just need to soak them for everything that they got." And yeah. my thing was, you know, the Holy Spirit part of me was saying, "To what end?" Right. And I just really had to. Uh, think about that and um, make a decision and stick with that decision. Um, Sacramento Kings aren't going anywhere. Um, Me and God are going places. So um, had I made a decision other than the decision that I made, um, I would not be authoring a book right now. Mm. I would Mm. not be uh, pursuing... Uh, writing, teaching, leading a movement, or playing um, by grace. Yeah. So, you know, I I just want to encourage your listeners, you know, when shift happens, embrace the shift. Um, One of the things I looked at, you know, was the biblical example of when David became king. Yeah, and when David became king, um, First Chronicles chapter twelve, uh, the whole nation of Israel was in transition. Two nations were joining. Twelve tribes were were reuniting for the first time, and it, this was a major shift. Saul was dead, the previous king. He was dead. Um, David became king, and all of the army men from all twelve tribes came and rallied behind David. And the Bible accounts for over 300,000 men and leaders to form David's army. And what the Bible says is that uh, from the tribe of Issachar, there were 200,
1: just 200, 200.
2: And all these men understood the signs of the times and knew the best course israel should take yeah and that just floored me because it's like okay god i want to see things as you see not just from mm. a, a good perspective but i want to see things from a god perspective good perspective because you see things in my future you see me in my future and what you told me is that i look better there than i do right now
0: oh jesus we can, we can shout right there. We can shout right there. Because how many of us are really in the box of our mind? You get what I'm saying? We're in the box of our mind, and God's trying to say, no, son, no daughter, you got to come up higher. And what you're looking at, this 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 layman's view, so to speak, what you're looking at, he's like, the work that I want to do and the work that I will do and the work that I can do, more importantly, it is waiting for you to change the thinking, thinking, and the perception and the perspective that your natural eyes have afforded you an opportunity to see through that lens. He's like, no, 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 you're missing it. You're missing it because your view is like this. It's so narrow. It's so closed. It's so uh, conformed. And he's like, I'm a nonconformist. He was like, you don't have to conform in order to receive all the riches that I have for you. I've got them, and they're waiting, and they will be in abundance, and they will overtake you, and they will overflow if you would stretch your mind to receive that I've got more for you. And all you've got to do is begin to believe it is, A, possible and begin to understand that, B, he says, I will give you, I will. He spoke a thing, and it was. And so it is when we begin to speak it and to believe it and to embrace the shifts in life and quit going against the current that we actually get to just allow his, his flow to be our flow, which puts us in the right position for Daddy God to do all the things that He desires to do with us, but sometimes we're so stuck in our little boat, in our little box, in our little world, in our little situation that He never gets a chance to come inside and guide us to the greater, to the to the gooder. And y'all know I use that word bad English, but good theology. He wants to guide you to gooder land, gooder. Sea waters, gooderer jobs, gooderer relationships, not just as in husband and wife, but gooderer relationships with your uh, spouse, with your siblings, with your friends. You can have all of that, and you can have it in abundance when we began to embrace those shifts in life that seem to catch us off guard. And maybe, you know, you feel like you're being tossed around and then there's another one. Okay. There's COVID. Okay. Then there's a a pay cut. And, and then there's, you know, friction in the marriage, but God, it's like, instead of fighting against them, let your body go limp to them because Mm. you know, I'm not going to let you fall. You know, I'm not going to let something destroy you. You know that even this seemingly bad thing, his word says, I will work it out for your good. And what I found, Pastor Jono, is when I surrender to those shifts that happen, that's when I am at my strongest, and that is when I am at my most aware that God is the one who's walking me out, who is speaking with my mouth, who is affording me an opportunity. Like you started this conversation, I don't have to tell my heart to beat. But when I went through, let's say my darkest winter, I remember having to remember to just breathe and exhale because it was so painful to me. And I know that we're talking to somebody out there who needs to know what that grace is like because you're in a hard spot and it's a dark time and you don't know up from down and you don't know how you're going to get out of this and maybe somebody's sick or in pain or they're dealing with some uh, situation that seems mountainous. And I want to remind you that there were moments where I had to remind myself to brush my teeth, remind myself to get out of bed, remind myself to get in the shower, and remind myself to breathe because it felt so much easier to just lay there and just surrender to the darkness of the moment instead of surrender to God's prov- providential ability to His to His mercy. To 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 I didn't understand that my darkest winter would set me up for my brightest sunshine, mm. which is my husband and Vernon Park family and my mom and I having a healthy, good relationship after all of these years. Had I there not surrendered and had I stayed in that dark place, I would mm. have never seen the rainbows of life and the beautiful sunshine and, and the laughter that's exchanged between my mom and my dad and I. I would have I would have missed out on so much if I didn't surrender to his plan. It was painful. It wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't what I thought was my plan or what was supposed to happen. But when I surrendered and when I start having a God view of what I had planted and sold, and, 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 and I, I have this phrase, I say, if you till plant and water, it will grow. And so, as long as you've tilled some place and you've planted some place and you've watered, you can walk away knowing that God is the only person that can add the increase. And yes. so that's what grace affords us. And and John, everything you've been sharing today, you know, I had a, a girlfriend who got on here and said, uh, I'm going to put it up on the screen. This is one of them. And another girlfriend, she said, Hey, she says, Wow. I had to pull over to what end blew me away. Oh Lord, I am embracing. You know, this these are just some of the general comments. Another person, uh, first lady, Amen, says so true. The shift, yes, God knows the way we take um, great evening, another person. Sometimes we have to get out of our own way, and that is so true. We block the blessings by putting our body <laughs> and our thoughts and our doubts, and our, our past experiences even, our history and the things that we that didn't go right, we put that all in front, and God's like, but wait, son, wait, daughter. I had something so much better and so much greater, but you blocked the blessing from even making its way to you. And and Pastor Jono, you know, again, this whole grace word that you have not only embraced and been able to, like I said, you know, wring it all out. It's like you're not wasting one trip of the grace. That same analogy that I'm using for you in grace, it's applicable to how God wants us to receive. See that grace. He doesn't want us to receive it like you get a little bit of sunshine sitting at the restaurant, but you get the full on, it warms your whole body when you get a real, when you really sit in sunshine, it warms your whole body. When you really take a sip of water, it quenches your whole thirst. When you really eat a meal that's satisfying, your whole body is satisfied. You get what I'm saying? And that's the kind of Mm. grace that our God wants to give us if we'll accept it. Yes,
2: absolutely, absolutely. So embracing the shift, it
1: involves
2: paying attention Mm. being woke yes. Yes. <laughs> being woke re- there, there has to be a realization of the truth and then agreeing with God to be what is necessary
0: be oh, what's necessary be
2: what's necessary paying attention, uh, recognize the transitions knowing what time it is uh, <laughs> the men of Issachar they knew and understood the signs of the time uh, sometimes we need to take a step back And, you know, there's (laughs) an old adage that says, you know, you can't see the forest for the trees. Well, some of us, God has given um, the blessing of of a tree, a ministry or um, a career or something that he's given to us um, to be responsible for.
1: And, you know,
2: we grab that thing. We grab a hold of it and hold on tenaciously uh, our arms and our legs are wrapped all around that thing. And, you know, but we lose sight of all of the other trees in the forest. Yeah. And yeah. we uh, tend to, I, let, let me just share this. Uh, years ago, um, God gave me a dream. And it was me sitting at the bottom of my tree. Um, and I had been sitting there so long that, there were now dead leaves on my shoulders and sap running down on top of my head and everything. And Jesus uh-huh. comes along and taps me on the shoulder and he says, come on. And I, I say, well, did Lord, he say come I, on? He, he didn't said, say come, come on with
1: me. He said, come he, on.
2: You know, he, you know, he, he, he modernized <laughs> <laughs> and he says, he says, come on. And I, I said, okay, I said, well, but I, you know, this is my, my tree. I got got to, I gotta mind my tree that you gave me. Mind you. And he says, no, no, you come Come on. So he gets me up, and, and he brushes all the dead leaves off of me and, and all the sap and moss that had grown on me. And we start yeah. walking through this forest, and I'm looking back at my tree, looking at the impression, the, the, the yeah. Donald shape um, where the moss <laughs> had not grown and all that, because I've been holding that thing near and yeah. dear, yeah. thinking I'm doing everything for him yeah when I called it my tree.
0: Mm. And so we're
2: walking, we get to the edge of the forest. I, I you know I noticed that there were other trees and that there yeah. were other folks sitting down at the bottom of these trees. But this was my time. So and my dream. So we're walking out of the forest now, across this field. Now I could start feeling the sun on the back of my head. Mm. And as we're walking and the elevation starts rising, and we start um, going up these knolls and into the hills, and soon we're in the foothills of these mountains, and I'm up above the tree line where I can mm. actually see the tops of all of the trees. And I can't, I, I have no clue as to which of those trees belong to. You me. were even under. And it didn't even matter at that moment. And so he sits me down and he and and he has me look over to the left and I see, you know, the the vast mountain range, I see the, the, the stream that is trickling down turning into a river that's feeding this 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 forest. I see yeah. the sun, I see the, 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 the clouds and everything, I see the grassy yeah. field that we had crossed, all the wildflowers that are that are blooming. Yeah. Butterflies and all that. So the dream had butterflies.
1: I have so, butterflies in the dream.
2: <laughs> as we,
1: as
2: as we sat there, Jesus and I. He he pointed to my tree. He said that's yeah. the tree right there. And he says the only thing is it's not your tree. It's mine.
1: I own mm. all of
2: it. He had, to give me a, 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 he had to shift my perspective uh, so that I could realize that everything that I was doing extended out of who he called me to be. Yes.
1: Yes.
0: yes. Johnno, Pay attention. John, wait, I've got it. I was almost in tears. You've described your dream so much more vividly than the, the short one that I'm going to tell, but I too had a, a dream that I was under a tree, and my husband knows I do not. If I dream, I don't remember the dream or I don't recall that I dream. But I once had a dream that I was sitting under a tree, and the the dream when I processed it was about – Me and my lack mentality. And I'm sitting under this tree and I'm just looking above, and there weren't a whole lot of fruit on it, like one or two little pieces above my head. And I'm just like, you know, this is just not going to cut it. I'm not going to be able to do what I need to do. And I'm looking at this tree, and immediately it was like I left my situation and I began to come up higher. And God was taking me to a view, and when I saw the view in which my daddy God was taking me to, there were rows and rows and rows of trees. I had been sitting in an orchard of ideas. And God was like, baby girl, there is fruit on every tree in here. If you would just begin to grasp everything that I'm giving you when I tell you to do it, move. Don't delay. Don't hesitate. Don't hymn. Don't hop. Don't complain about what you don't have. Go into your treasure trove of riches. You've got ideas. You've got concepts. You've got words. You've got poetry. You've got songs. You've got video editing ability. You've got acting. You've got producing. You've got abundance inside of you. And and you're sitting under the tree thinking about how many dollars may be in your bank account, but that's only one source of income. I've given you good health. I've given you peace. I've given you a solid and a sound mind. I've given you so many riches that your money can't even buy and that your money couldn't even afford, no matter how rich somebody is. When dementia sets in, <clears throat> guess what? When dementia sets in, you can't buy your way out of it. When cancer sets in, you can't pay your way out of it. Mm. When mm-hmm. you don't have an idea or you've got right a box or or, or, an, or you can't get anybody to hire you, if you've got God's peace and if you've got God's joy and if you've got God's love and you've got God's spirit, you are able to do all that needs to be accomplished. And guess what, Jono? We're out of time. Oh, my goodness. We are so out of time. No, <laughs>
1: oh.
0: I need you to tell the people how they can catch up with you because I know you guys want more of this. This, this want to know more about this Grace Group Movement um, Movement Group. Um, I know you do. So, John, why don't you share some information? I'll chat it to the people that are on uh, social media so that they can actually go ahead and uh, and, and receive that.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. So, Grace Steps, a movement group. We're in the process of of forming a five hundred one c three. So, I'm moving forward with this. Uh, Grace Steps, a movement group. Um, connect with us, Steps dot org um, on Facebook, Air. What, what is this thing? Instagram and Twitter. I call it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jono worship,
0: and yeah,
2: I mean those are those are how you can
0: catch up with me. Excellent, excellent, yes. excellent. Yes. So there it is on the screen. Grace steps steps right with an S. Steps.
1: Okay, multiple great. Steps. With an S. Yes. A-
0: that. It's a process, y'all know, brother. Y'all know, broke that down. So we're going to get off of our live feed. Thank you so much for joining us with OMG. I'm Margale, the host of OMG, and of course, I'm under the wonderful umbrella of UpToMeRadio.com. And you can check out my podcast. Also, subscribe on my show page at up to me radio.com that's up the number two me radio.com you can sign up to receive my podcast via spotify uh, apple podcast also google play and uh, the stitcher app you can check all of that out i'm going to close out the show on the radio and Jono and i are going to chit chat with you guys on facebook so tune in lean in and listen up every thursday at bless you be encouraged and thank you Jono.
2: absolutely god bless
1: god bless you Omg, oh, 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 oh. omg, omg, that's me. Omg, 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 that's <laughs> me. We're gonna have fun. I can't wait to give you the answers to the questions. Everyone likes to be heard and then listened to. So we want you to set your dial to OMG on Thursday at 7 o'clock p.m. OMG.